This recording was done during the 2023 WGA and SAG after strike. Without the labor of the writers and actors currently on strike, the content being covered here would not exist. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Glad to Podcast. I am Lauren Romo. With me, as always, is my cousin and fellow nerd, Andrea Gutierrez. Fellow nerd. Fellow nerd. What's going on? Big nerd. (laughs) We're both big nerds. Uh, You gotta gotta embrace it. You gotta embrace the nerd. Oh, you do have to embrace your inner nerd. 100%. You have to. You have to. Live life, kids. Live life. Have a little fun. Have a little fun. Uh, But we're back. We are here talking and we're going to be talking about Ahsoka, the series. Uh, Before we do that, though, before we get into all the goody goody stuff of that show, if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We are Star Wars podcast that discuss anything and everything within that galaxy far, far away. In each episode, we will dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be movies, TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it. And we talk about it. All right, Ange. It has come out, Ahsoka. First two episodes premiered together. Go ahead, give me your overall thoughts. Let's just start there. <laughs> Let's just start with it. Uh, it met my expectations. Did it meet yours? Yes. Yes. It had it did though two first episode premiere. Met my expectations, hundred percent, hundred percent. Watching it in the evening with everyone else across the world was awesome. It really was. Um, knowing that me and you were watching it at the exact same time, and us being able to text each other and and comment was was very cool. It's just like not an experience we've done yet because no, of no. the AM watches. Um, I was a lot. I was loud. You know, I I screamed at least five times. I, you know, it it was just like a really good feeling. I love the evening premieres. They were phenomenal. Uh, Yeah, the the show met my expectation and I didn't want it to end. You know, by the time we got to the end of episode two, I just I wanted to keep going. I knew there was footage that we'd seen in trailers that we hadn't got to yet. And I wanted to get there. So, um. A quick brief of how I felt that that's it, but really, I could go for like a half hour, so I'm gonna hold back. There's a lot to dive into, yeah, just our overall though I'm with you uh, exceeded um I got what I was hoping I think the show was going to be Dave Filoni has written so far in these first two episodes a very good story. The music, Kevin Kiner, knocked it out of the park. Give this man a movie. I hope he's doing the movie that Filoni is directing. I hope he does the music for it. I would expect that. I, I do, too. I do. I hope. I hope. Unless John Williams is like, no, let me take a crack at it. But Kevin Kiner, Dave Filoni, it's almost like a, a pair that works so well right dave's story with kevin's as like i know him personally 
but with Kevin Kiner's music, it works so well, right? Just a lot of beats from, again, if you're Rebels fans, there's so much, and we'll get into that stuff. But yeah, overall, it felt movie-esque. It felt cinematic. It felt different than other shows. I think I even talked to you when we watched it. You know, I commented in our text thread that, you know, this feels different. It feels different than Obi-Wan. It feels different than Mando. It feels different than Andor. And that's not taken away from those other shows. But this just feels different. It felt more cinematic. I didn't feel that. No? Okay. Mm -mm. There was actually a part that kind of took me out because it was very volume-esque. And I was like, Ooh, okay. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't just it felt I don't know, just the, the the opening with the with the crawl, the you know, the first shot of a ship kind of going like it just felt it felt Star Wars, I guess, maybe maybe that's the whole thing. Oh, yeah. The crawl was the first time I screamed. I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe we were getting a crawl. It was outstanding. Uh, I mean, to put you in a Star Wars movie feeling, but that didn't really put me in a Star Wars movie feeling. It just made me, um, it just confirmed, like, this is going to be super Star Wars. Get ready. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I see what you're saying for sure. It did, it had more of that Star Warsy feel because of it. I know, I just, I felt some of the shot, again, that's just, that's just me, felt very cinematic, We'll we'll dive into it, but like Lothal looked great, the new planets looked great, uh, Corellia, like God, it just it really felt good. Um, character designs, outfits, everything. It just it, it really did overall just met like you're saying it met my expectations, and I am excited to see where it goes from here after these first two episodes for sure. That new Republic drip was awesome. Super reminds me of Resistance, as people have brought. Or General Maydeen from Return of the Jedi. I mean, it was awesome. Great yeah. callback. Yeah, I mean, we're on home one. Yeah, again, there's so many little Easter eggs, if you want to call them, or just like places. There were tons. Yeah, tons, tons. Even, if, even non-Rebel stuff, right? Like home one, things like that. Did you scream when it said across? Well, I watch with subtitles. Did you scream when uh, they said the witches of Dothamir? Oh, yeah. Me too. That was awesome. Yeah. And shout out again. We'll get to this, but shout out to Star Wars Explained, Alex and Molly Damon. They brought up this idea of Morgan being a night sister like months ago. So, again, shout out to them for picking up on stuff and just again knowing their star wars <laughs> as they as they as they do uh for 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 bringing that up because yeah i i was not expecting that like i i liked the idea but then to confirm it was pretty cool 100% speaking of morgan elsbeth i, I want to start with the villains so far cuz they are fascinating to me very fascinating Obviously, as <clears throat> as we just said, Morgan is a night sister, or an aunt. Well, let's, an ans- let's her an ancestors, ancestors, yeah, ancestors are night sisters. So that doesn't necessarily mean she's a night sister, but 
she has it in her ancestry that she is. So, which is again fascinating to me, very fascinating. And it was it Shin that said you're a witch, and then she said a survivor. So, um, it doesn't seem like she's really claiming to be a witch, and but her ancestors. So that I hope that unfolds a little bit more. Like, and we get to see. I mean, we saw a little bit of her using magic, right? So, witches of Dothamir use the force as magic so in a very or, different way which I in love. a very different way than anybody else than most force you wielders do so she definitely can channel the force and use witchcraft so it's going to be i mean just to be able to just like have these little tiny layers you know that are hopefully going to get peeled back and get to the core of everything is just so awesome yeah, there's again the the seeds that were planted with these villains, you know. Again, Morgan, Dothamir, ancestor, you know, ancestors of um, the Night Sisters, all that. It's very very cool, right? And then you get to Balon and Shin, and we find out through Hu Hu Yang that Balon was a former Jedi because he recognized the saber. He said that there's only been one former student, Padawan of his, that built that type of saber, and it was him. And so I think he's fascinating because, again, you, for me, and you get the sense that he is, again, he's not claiming to be a Jedi, obviously, because he said that to the captain when, you know, before he impaled him with his lightsaber. We're not Jedi. You know, talking about him and Shin. But, as the episodes kind of unfolded, you see he does, and even Hu Yang brought that up, again, building it the way that he was taught, he still has that kind of connection to the Jedi Order, if that makes sense. Like, again, he he built it how he was taught. Shin has a, a Padawan braid. You know, so it's like he still respects the Jedi Order, and then that's even a little bit more confirmed, I guess, when Morgan brings up the idea of again, Ahsoka. We'll talk. We'll get. You know, we'll again. We're not talking uh, episodes in order, kids. We're just kind of you know we're talking about the villains. But the point uh, at the point of episode two when they're on the ship, well, the holograms uh, of more of uh, Shin, Balon, and Morik are talking to Morgan. And, you know, she says, you know, what do you see? And Balin says that, you know, Ahsoka, her presence in the forest is elusive, but her purpose, or I can't remember what the word he says, but is is vivid. And he says she's coming. And then Morgan basically kind of implies that she has to be killed. And he's like, that's a shame. And, you know, he said, because there's so few Jedi left. So it's like he, I don't know if he's full on, like, bad guy. He's a mercenary for sure. But then when the idea, when Shin brings up, you know, after Morgan shows him the map. And then, you know, she talks about the importance of Thrawn coming back. You know, Shin asks Balin, you know, what what happens when Thrawn comes back? And, you know, his explanation of, you know, some people see it as the beginning of a war. Some people see it as beginning of a new of a new like era. And then she asks for us, and he says, power. 
know, of which we have never seen before. So it's just very interesting, this character, especially him and Shin, because Shin, again, for me, she obviously is, um, didn't grow up in the Clone Wars era. She wasn't, you know, she's super, a little bit older than that, in my opinion, is how I'm reading it. So he definitely found her post-leaving the Order, right? And then he took her on as his Padawan, which I think it's, again, very, again, very interesting. Why do that? If you're trying to, if you walked away from the Order or if you left it and didn't come back, you still were believing in those ideological ways that you were taught. I just find, I just find this whole crew interesting. Yeah, I mean, they don't. They said they weren't Jedi, right? When they first get on that ship. So immediately you think like, okay, well then are they Sith? Right? Because one or the other sometimes. That's how, what, what we've always been taught, right? Right. Um, and the rule of two, there's a master and an apprentice there. So their lightsabers are red. There's that. Um, they're obsessed with power or they're valuing power. Um if Thrawn comes back. So there is all of that. So they're outstanding, right? They're just absolutely outstanding. Um, unfortunately, Ray Stevenson passed away. Um, so that is very unfortunate because this character has already um, just shown that it can kind of go the long distance of um, either a villain or a hero. We don't really know. So it is unfortunate that... It, he may be played by someone else. Balin Skull may be played by someone else going forward, or this could this could be the only season we see him. Um, and then Ivana Sok Sokno Sok Sokno. How you pronounce? Yeah, Sokno. I'll go with that. Yeah, um, Inflation, right? So good, Beautiful. so good. Um, did you know that their last names in Norse mythology are wolves? Right, they are the two wolves that are after the sun and the moon, I believe. Yeah. It's, again, that's so Dave Filoni. So Filoni, man. That is it's so, so good. Filoni. There's another one, too. I don't know if you saw this, but I read somebody um, tweeted this, and, and somebody I was talking to uh, reiterated it with me, that in, uh, in Authorian Tales... That the name Morak, so that's the Morak is the Inquisitor that we see with this group. That in that mythology, Arthurian, you know, King Arthur, Arthurian mythology, that Morak was a knight that turned into a wolf via a person named Morgan. So again, craziness. Again, give it to Dave Filoni to bring in wolves and to bring in all that mythology and everything like that. I love it. And again, more uh, you know, I'm Morak, interesting character. He's masked for a reason, I think. I wonder what character he could be. And it's gonna be very interesting. I know some people are maybe thinking it could be Ezra. I don't yeah. buy that at all. I really I heard oh. that just now. I was talking to um I was talking to my sister who's never seen Rebels before and I wanted her perspective on 
what it's like to watch Ahsoka not knowing anything whatsoever about Rebels. Nothing. Nothing at all. And my brother-in-law, he brought up that idea that Merrick or Maroki is Ezra. Now, my nephew, he's watched Rebels. So when when Josh mentioned that, Alex was like, yeah, no. <laughs> uh-uh. Like, you just don't know who Ezra is and that would never happen. So, no, I don't believe that at all. Uh, yeah. But I just heard it this morning and I was like, mm-mm. I've seen it around and I get it. I mean, again, it's one of those, hey, fun twists, all that type of stuff. But Star Wars isn't, we've said that before, in my opinion, Star Wars isn't there for the, the twisty twist stuff, right? It's not, this, it's not what Star Wars does. And a lot of people have brought up too, first of all, if they were looking for Thrawn and Ezra, quote unquote, slash Morak was with them, why, why wouldn't he just be like, he's over there, guys. I took him over there. Go get him. Like, that makes no sense. So, yeah. I wonder, because someone mentioned that Sam Whitner got a credit. I don't know of what. My, again, this is wild speculation theory time for me. I wonder if his character is that guy. And maybe it's his iteration of the character that he that he portrayed in The Forces, Force Unleashed. And somehow they brought him into canon that way. Is Starkiller? Not, maybe not Starkiller, like the name. Okay. But like that character, does that make sense? Like a, a iteration of that character. Because Dave Filoni has said they thought about it. About bringing him in in Rebels. Like bringing that character. I can't remember what the character's name is in Force, in, uh, Force Unleashed, apologies. But the idea that they were going to bring in, they were going to bring him in, in Rebels, this makes sense to me that they might, maybe that's him now. That's just, again, my total full speculation. I also think, and I would love, again, if Morak was... um the Jedi that um, put Ahsoka in jail. I'm blanking on her name now. But that a lot of people have said maybe that's her. I don't know if it is or not. I, I feel like that's more of a, again, how I am viewing that figure. It gives off more male. I think um, it has like a female vibe it, to it. It does though, though too. Right. No, I, it, it's kind of, it's in the, it, it's, it's hard to tell, right? Like it, it could be either or. So my the reason I bring that up is that I wonder if it's going to be that character and the person who plays her would be Ashley Eckstein. I think that would be a wild thing to do. Again, I, it's probably not going to happen, kids. I'm not putting like all my chips in that basket or whatnot. But I think that'd be a fun way to bring in Ashley. So we think this is, it could possibly be Barris Offy. Yes, Barris. Yes. Okay. Again, I don't know. It could, it, I, I saying, totally buy that one personally. I don't know. I'm not, again, I'm not fully on board on it. I'm more on the Sam kind of track just because they have want, like, they have thought about bringing that character in. 
previously. So that maybe this is, hey, okay, we can do this now. This is a way to do it. Man, but Barris and Ahsoka fighting? That That'd be cool, dope. man. I mean, again, who knows? I, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to put all my eggs in that basket, but I think it'd be a fun thing. But I do expect, just a side note, I do expect to see Ashley in this in some way, shape, or form. I'm going to say this. I really don't care who the Inquisitor is. It's never been one of those things I've oh, been okay. like, I need Me to too. know. I right. just don't. Right, right, right. right. No, I agree. It doesn't matter regardless. It'd just be fun, right? That's just a fun fan thing uh, for that reveal to be. Right. Generalis doesn't care. Yeah. They're going to make, oh, okay, that, that's a character that you guys knew. Okay, cool. Like, for us, it might be. You guys something. know everything. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. But, I again, I, I do, side note, I do expect to see Ashley in this in some way, shape, or form. A cameo of some sorts would be my guess. Because I think we that's do awesome. know, we do know she was on set. She Listen, has said that before. I really miss her voice. For our listeners that maybe don't know, Ashley Eckstein was the original voice of Ahsoka all throughout the Clone Wars and Rebels and Tales of the Jedi. Um, her voice was very young sounding, very kinda, appropriate, but then it matured along with Ahsoka and it is perfect. So um, if we want to get into the difference between live action actors and voice actors, the Ahsoka one is a little jarring for me at times because I really do miss Ashley Eckstein's voice, but I really do like the look of Rosario Dawson as a live action Ahsoka. Um, I mean, we can go also along with how we feel about Hera and Vanessa Marshall and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I feel the exact same way. I miss, miss Vanessa Marshall's voice big time. I really do. But the look and the performance that Mary Elizabeth Winstead is doing, I think, is very good. Now, Bordizo as Sabine knocks it out of the park. Stole the show for me. So freaking good. I got chills right now. I mean, she is Sabine. It it was awesome. Yeah, no, 100%. It, we're we're going to get into those characters for sure. I like the setup. Uh, anything more about the villains for you, though, Ange? Balan, Shin, Morak, Morgan, Elspeth. Fascinating. Real quick, I love the different hologram. I think you, you might have brought that up in our text. The spill, yeah. It was green. That was yeah, cool. Yeah, it was so little good. Change, little change. I liked it. I liked it. But anything else? Anything else about those guys? No, I mean, I like how they were right there in, in the opening, you know, and I like how um, Balin knows a lot, right? He knows yeah, that he Sabine yeah, he was Ahsoka's former apprentice. How you did know? he know that? How did he know that? He knows of Ahsoka Tano and, and what she is to the Jedi Order and what she means to the Force. I mean, they're just, they're great characters. Um, and Morgan Elspeth, her name throws me off a little bit. It's not Star Wars-y enough for me. And it definitely doesn't scream Witch of Dothmere, but whatever. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. I, I get you. I get you. Um, but they're good villains. I mean, and you always got to have a good villain in Star Wars. And they're they're top tier. And we still have our blue boy. Oh, man. Hiding in the wings, man. I can't wait to see him. Oh. Did you see Purgle? Yes. In that shot in the second With episode. With you heard I heard it I and you can kind of vaguely see it but I heard them more than I saw them though I heard them yes when they were on Cetos and Balin looks up 
I had seen like in a clip on on online that there was a shadow or an outline of a pergola. So I was really looking for it the second time I watched it. I didn't see it, but I definitely heard them. No, yeah, you heard them at Cito's for sure, for sure. So I uh, and that's again how that how the second episode ends. That's where we're kind of going. Uh, it seems like for sure. So it's going to be very fascinating. To go back to what you said, Ange, about characters, about, you know, our good guys now, Ahsoka, Sabine, Hera, all that. 100% agree, and I want to start with Hera. I, 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 Mary Elizabeth Winston did such a good job. She does portray that character very well. Agreed. Gives that motherly vibe gives that general like presence that she always gave. I have no qualms with it at all. Her voice is again, her voice, her voice is fine for the character. Like I nothing wrong with it. Her design looks great. Her, um, what are they? Not Luku. Is that what they're called? No. Yeah. They're Lekos. Uh, Sokas are Montrals. Right. Her Lekos. Yeah. The pattern on them. When I saw it, I was like, Oh, that just, that looks so good. Yeah, it, it, perfect. I mean, everything was perfect for that character. But I, but because I am so used to Vanessa Marshall, like you said, and the voice, so it is sometimes. Even when Ahsoka popped up in Mando, it took me a minute. But I, I was fine though. After a little bit, you know, after some dialogue, after some talking, I was like, "Yep, okay, she's cool. Like I'm cool." Here, that's Harrison Dula in live action. That's fine. 100% fine. Could you make the argument, though, that, yeah, maybe Vanessa Marshall, you throw some green on it and everything, and she could have did it. Yeah, maybe. But that wasn't maybe, in the Maybe, but we don't know. That wasn't in the cards, right. Yeah. Right, which is fine. Again, and maybe she didn't want to do it. You never know. You don't know, right? I mean, maybe she didn't want to do um, live action. You don't know if Dave Filoni was like, hey, do you want to do it? Maybe she was like, uh, no, I'm good. Right? You don't know. Yeah, I agree. I mean, especially if if you're known for a voice actor and maybe you can't. Con- I mean, there's a there's a big difference. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, no, again, no qualms. The designs were great. I loved it. You again, you go back to how she again, her flying was amazing. Her just general again, that scene with her and Sabine again, that gave such rebels vibes to me because it's just like. It's just like, yeah, dude, that, that's her mom. That's her mom talking to her and like telling her that you're going to be okay, kiddo. Like, it was just so good. And then her, like, again, pushing the idea of, you know, to Ahsoka to bring her back on. Like, again, that's just Hera being Hera supporting her family, supporting Sabine. And I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Chopper, we got to talk about Chop. Because Chopper was perfect. My man <laughs> can do no wrong. He was sassy. Sassy. And I loved it. And I loved it. I was cracking up that entire scene. He starts banging out of the ship. And she's like, you know, don't blow your lid. And he's like, did you go through my stuff? Like, I just, <laughs> it was so good. It was so Chopper. And I loved it. And he's like, yes, you did. Like, you just you heard it. It's so good. And freaking Dave Filoni, he's got to have, I mean, honestly, you got to have, he's got to, 
you have to have fun with that character. You got to have a ball with it. It seems like he has a ball with it, you know, and it, it oh, I just love that scene. I, I love that scene for sure. So again, just to start with Hera real, you know, to start with Hera and any more, anything else you want to add, um, anything else you brought, um, you saw through the character, through Mary Elizabeth Winston's uh, performance. Um, it was, it was great. It was great to see her as a general. It was great to see her as uh, like a ghost leader still and trying to get Sabine back where she needs to be. Um, it was just fantastic. I mean, again, the only thing I miss is a little bit is the voice, but I would say after my second watch, I I was used to it and I was fine with it. So it wasn't anything that that I should think is a big deal or anything like that. But um, I, I'm, I'm just happy that Harrison Dula is in live action. She's been such pivotal. I said that word wrong last time. And now I just said it wrong again. Uh, character in Star Wars. I mean, she is in so much content, um, video game, book, novel, uh, animation so now that she's in live action i wish she would have shown up in the rise of skywalker you know because it definitely could have been there but she is a huge star wars character to finally see her in live action and to see her character um portrayed correctly and um well by by mary, mary elizabeth winstead it it was awesome i just loved it yeah it again she was soft spoken and that's in Vanessa Marshall gave that a lot too. When she was a character, like very soft spoken, very, you know, like always calm, always like knows what to say, how to say it. Like it just, you just felt it. Yeah. I, I loved it. Her design, again, like I said, her design outfit looked great. It's just, everything was perfect for me for that character. 100%. How, how long before we see Jason Sandula? we'll see we'll see i mean i i don't know i mean some people think they saw him in some trailer shot which i i don't buy oh, i didn't even at this time him. but right again i if we see him we see him if if dave doesn't bring him in or if they don't feel like he's part of the story yet then okay who knows maybe he's with luke like i mean you never know who knows but it'd be interesting. I think that, I mean, I would like to see him, right? Because that would be a nice little connection with Kanan and to bring that up and everything like that. So, yeah, maybe we'll see him. Maybe we won't. I, I'm okay with, with all of it. Either way, however they want to tell the story. But I want to move on to Sabine. Because like you said, Natasha Louis Bardizo did an amazing job. Holy crap. That introduction of her was stellar. So good. Like the whole scene. I mean, first of all, Ron Lethal, which was amazing. Live action Lethal. Live action Lethal, Ryder Azadi, the mural behind them. Jaiko. I was like, dang. <laughs> there was so much. There was so much. It was it, it looked good. Like Oh, it, it was perfect. Good. Yeah. I mean, her just riding down that street. I mean, I just, I'm just like, God, how many times have we seen that, this shot in Rebels? 
going down that same, you know, that same street, that same whatever, heading into the city like, oh, it was so good. And then again, Sabine being Sabine and listening to rock metal. And I love that. Like, yeah. I love how they're introducing, like, in-universe music. Yeah. Because we Different got Different genres. That. Yeah. Yeah. We got it in Rebels before. Like, in season two, before they go to... um uh to see uh Vader and Maul more uh I'm thinking of the planet Malachor. Malachor, thank you. There's a there's a scene of Zeb and Ezra talking and Zeb's listening to rock music. So I love all that. I love all that. That's in Jedi Fallen Order to even connect that. And or we had like the beach music right. dance music vibe. So I love that. I love that we're getting like in universe music and her vibe is rock and i love it that so it's so perfect for that character and again her like sliding under the e-wing and everything my god that was just a great that's just a great scene i could watch that scene i loved it it was so so good it was so good and then we get you know then we see ezra's you know home the communication tower and there's so much in there you see his um scout trooper helmet that was orange yeah i don't know if i saw a stormtrooper helmet that maybe was kanan's in the background there was like a scout and a there was a stormtrooper helmet towards the back yeah and i couldn't tell the color because it's can't because his was painted by sabine was more of a camouflage it was like the like the greens and everything i couldn't tell if that was that but i was like oh i wonder if that's i wonder if that's canaan's but yeah you saw all like you just see a lot of stuff again that you if you watch rebels you would know so it but it didn't take away if you didn't know right it's just yeah. it's just props to you but to the fans it's like oh that's what he wore that's what he wore like i loved it loath cats i want one yeah, awesome. you, you, you fell in love with the Loth Cat immediately. Oh heck yeah, dude. That was awesome. It looked so good too. Like it animatronic. Yeah. It felt like maybe with a mix of CGI, but animatron, like it was it was good. I think Loved it was it. a puppet, yeah. Yeah, it, it seemed like it, right? Because it felt yeah. like she, you know, the actor was like physically touching it and you could tell. So loved all that. You know, again, having these characters like Azadi, like Jaikel, show up. I'm just like, God, that, yeah, I love it. Uh, this is Rebels. You know, my, my, our Rebels love and heart was freaking going crazy because we got so many mentions. So know? many. And maybe more to come. Who knows? You know, and then obviously we're getting, you know, they talked about Ezra a lot. They name dropped they Ezra not, like crazy. They did not shy away from it, did they? Nope, not at all. They want the audience that's not Rebels familiar to know the importance of Ezra and what it means, what he's done, and what it means to get him back. So, I mean, they really name-dropped him. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, a lot of name-drop. And Sabine, you know, to bring it back to her, watching that recording that he gave her specifically. So it wasn't the recording that we saw at the end of Season 4 Rebels, where it was like the, he was talking to the crew. It was to her specifically. And I, I love that. he, You know, again, the actor, I think, is... Uh, I have it up here. Is Iman as Fundy? I don't know if I'm, I'm probably mispronouncing the last name, so apologies. Uh, but he is 
the actor that plays Ezra Bridger in that hologram. I hope I hope we see him. I don't know. Again, do we see him? Do we not see him? That's maybe a later discussion. But with Sabine, though, you know, there is that idea of her, like, again, like, isolating herself, right? She didn't want to go to the ceremony because not everybody was there. And she misses her friend, you know? And we, and we know that. We know from at the end of season four, Rebels, she misses Ezra, her friend. You know, and he he told her that, you know, you have to follow through. And I think that is why she maybe wanted to start training to be a Jedi. Because Ezra, you know, maybe that, that how she fell, felt that she could, you know, um, show her, you know, show honor to Ezra and all he did is to learn the ways that he did. You know, and I and that's where the whole Ahsoka and Sabine clashing comes from, which is interesting. And I mean, I know we heard the drop of Master Sabine saying to Ahsoka in the trailer, but then to watch the episode and get confirmation that Sabine was Ahsoka's Padawan, how did, how did you feel about that? I was fine. Again, I I I'm totally fine with however they explain that if she's force sensitive not force sensitive again i go back to and i've said it before that episode of the dark saber trials in rebels where kanan says the force resides in all living things but you have to be open to it but that whole conversation between him and hera at that in that episode was trying to help Sabine unlock that. That's what he was training for her for. So could she have the issue for sensitive? Maybe, maybe she was all the time. Well, I mean, who, who Yang says <laughs> Which that we, she we'll is, but we'll she is probably yeah. the least amount of, of force ability that he's ever seen in his 20,000 years of, of existence. And see, and I that scene too, I think could be taken as maybe she's not force sensitive. Right. Again, it, it however, again, I, I if you guys want to debate it, debate it. How I see it is A, I'm gonna let the story unfold. And however it is explained, whether she is force sensitive or not force sensitive, and if her force sensitivity isn't as high, which hey, that's fine. However it gets explained. I'm fine with it. I I don't like, I don't care if that, you know, is something that's new or changed or whatnot from rebels. I don't know if you feel that way. And, but I, I, I don't care. Like, um, I, I, I asked my sister, I asked my sister who didn't watch rebels, how she felt about Sabine. And she said, Oh my God, I, I loved her. She goes, I just want to know her backstory. I want to know everything about her. She's like, she's Mandalorian. She's like, that's crazy. And I was like thinking, man, you have no idea. Like her history is huge. It's deep. I go, just so you know, I go, she was also in the Imperial Academy. And my sister was like, what? And I was like, yeah, it's. And then, I mean, it's deep. It's super deep. And then to move her along as Ahsoka's apprentice, I mean, that's huge. It is absolutely huge. And then to know that Ahsoka walked away from her um, and 
hopefully we we get a little bit more detail into all of that but it was awesome seeing Sabine walk onto Ahsoka's ship and there's those sketches there of you know the loath cats where Sabine was because you have to remember it's been 10 years right since Ezra disappeared and Thrawn disappeared yeah, somewhere around there yeah because yeah, yeah. the Battle of Lothal happened one year before we'll say A New Hope we're about three four five years out of Return of the Jedi so it's about 10 years that they've been without Ezra and during that time um Sabine you know ha- had to go through a pretty big loss um had to be uh, an apprentice to a very um, astounding and amazing Jedi. I mean, and it's it's so funny to hear that Ahsoka was difficult, just like Anakin, you know? So I hope we get a little bit more perspective around um, the failure of Sabine's training and what happened around that. You know, um, Ahsoka and Hera have some pretty good conversations about that, saying that, you know, she's just not ready. And Hera asking Ahsoka, like, well, how do you know? And they have to know. So, right, you you have to be the one that, that is ready. And Ahsoka could tell that she was not. So it just so many things have, are being dropped for us that are huge fans of of these characters. And it's just building and it's awesome. And then to find out, too, to, to, to again, to... Uh to connect about you know her being a you know was a padawan she had ezra's lightsaber and she called it that but then hu yang corrected her and said it was he passed it to you and you made modifications so hence it's yours now so that's interesting i think too is that she she took the saber and decided to modify it to herself obviously because she wanted to be trained and, I, and and another thing that you brought up, Angie, and I and I do want to again, yeah, explore that idea of the failure, the failure of Sabine, but also the failure of Ahsoka. Oh yeah, as a mentor. Yeah, I think that's fascinating to to unravel. I do too. And I think it's going to be interesting how she comes to terms with that because I think. It seems like to me a big theme in the show is again the the mentoring and the you know failures that have come, but learning from them and finding your place and learning how to deal with the past. Again, very typical Star Wars stuff, but it's going to be interesting to see how this all unveils itself, the details of it. If we even get details, maybe we don't. Maybe we just. We move on, just like Yu Yang. You know, that's the past. Move forward. And maybe this is just moving forward from that past now. You know? I do want to ask you, though, Ange. Obviously, and spoilers for anybody who hasn't watched Rebels, but the very end of Rebels, it's an epilogue, and Sabine is picked up by Ahsoka. Very similar shots that we see at the end of this episode. Here's my initial thoughts, and then I want to hear yours. I... I don't know if it's the same. I don't think it is, in my personal opinion. And the reason I say that is because what you brought up, it seems like she was already on that ship. You know, like like you said, like she she had doodles on where she was sleeping. 
So obviously she was there. We know she was there because she was being trained as a Padawan. So in my, again, my personal headcanon or what, how I, how I'm thinking it is, is that that scene happened before. That's when maybe her training began. And Ahsoka was in the white. Yes. That's my, again, that's just my take. And then again, you know, fast forward, how many years, you know, after that, they, you know, she, you know, same meeting place, does the same thing. I could see, again, you could argue, though, that it could be, you know, the same scene, but told in a different point of view. So what's your thoughts on all that? Um, I think it was the same scene as the epilogue that you see at the end of Rebels. It was very intentional. All the shots, um, the touching of Ezra's face, it's, it's all point. the same as what you see in the epilogue at the end of Re Rebels. The difference is that when Sabine walks up to Ahsoka in the Rebels epilogue, Ahsoka's in all white. Holding a cane, a staff. Holding dude. a staff. Um, Ahsoka's then known as Ahsoka the White, just like a Lord of the Rings reference between uh, Gandalf when he was Gandalf the Grey and Gandalf the White. So um, I just think it is the same scene. I just do. And I think we're just going to have to forget about Ahsoka the White. I could see that. Is the way I see it. I could see that. I'd, I mean, and, and, and to be honest, too, I, I don't care either way. I, I mean, you probably feel the same way, too. I actually like it because I want to get to that point and then move on, right? I don't want right, to think that that right. point is still about to happen or still didn't happen. I just, I feel like that's what these first two episodes were, is to get people up to speed who aren't familiar with Rebels and then get us to that point and then move forward. I can, I, I buy that. Oh, 100%. I can, I can see that. I can see that. And you could probably you're probably more right than I am, but for some reason I just feel like it's just it's not even with the Ahsoka the white stuff. I just feel like ah, there's just something that just doesn't feel like it's the same. Even though, like you're saying, shot for shot, it's spot on. It it is right. And maybe the thing, maybe when she's at that mural, that's what she does. Maybe it's like a thing she. I don't know. Again, I could be totally off base, and that's fine. And you're probably probably more right than I am for sure. But I just feel like that's just for me, it just maybe two different scenes. But either way, like you're saying, I hope that point we move forward from and now this is where we're at, right? Because oh boy, we got a lot of stuff coming down the pipe, right? Are we gonna get Ezra? Are we gonna get him in live action? We know we see Thrawn because we saw him in the trailers. Are we gonna see a live action Ezra? I hope, but I don't know if we'll get it in the season. I don't know. But I mean, I, right now, I'm really enjoying the girl power. I'm gonna be honest. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm just enjoying the the female energy that we're getting out of this show. Not saying that Ezra would, would take away from that, but because um, he wouldn't and he doesn't. But I'm just really enjoying the the female led cast right now. Yes, you know I agree. I mean. Rosario, Natasha, Mary, like doing a, a tremendous job. Morgan Elizabeth, uh, you know, uh, Ivana as Shin, like all great stuff. All great stuff. Do you think, well, first of all, before we, uh, before we get into that, 
any other moments, characters you want to bring up uh, out of these first two episodes? Any details of the story that you want to bring up or anything like that? What's on your mind? Are we going to talk about Ahsoka? <laughs> I mean, we kind of have, but yeah, no, no, no. I mean, go in. Yeah. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Um, I love that. Uh, Yang was her droid, right? Because everybody's got to have a droid partner, and I love that she has one, and it's it's him, and he's old and set in his ways, and knows what it means to be a Jedi, and what she's doing is sometimes not that. So um, that was really great. Her fighting um, on that planet of Arcana was just awesome. Her fighting against HKs, yeah. Yeah, against the HKs right off the bat, you know, Ahsoka against droids, very Clone Wars. It's very cool. I absolutely loved it. I will say that scene, though, where she went down into that temple and found that thing dragged a little bit. And um, I can see how some people might be like, oh, it's boring, but you're stupid people. It's not boring. Just like let it let it let it. Sorry. Ooh, man, I almost said the F word. Ah. But anyway, it did drag a little bit. Yeah. But if you rewatch it, there's a lot of cool detail in there. Like those faces that you see on that wall in the red, faded red around them. Those are witches of Dothamir. Yeah. Gotta be. So um, all that was really cool. Um, Ahsoka, Ahsoka's lightsabers, Ahsoka fighting with lightsabers. It is just like a pleasure to watch. I absolutely love it. I love Rosario's uh, interpretation of Ahsoka, but I do find this interesting. Yes, Ahsoka has been difficult, right? Yes, from the beginning, she was difficult. She was mouthy towards Anakin. You know, she um, was very opinionated. Um, that, And now it seems like Ahsoka is very stubborn. And I was surprised, to be honest, and I felt like if you weren't familiar with who Ahsoka was, you might dislike her a little bit in the beginning because Sabine was very likable, very likable from the beginning. And then to know that there's this conflict between them, you can kind of like if you wanted to pit sides, you would probably think like that Ahsoka was the trouble in this relationship and Sabine wasn't. So did you feel like Ahsoka was being portrayed as difficult and unlikable i don't know if she's portrayed that way but i think just like you said her character if you know the character she's always been that way but now she's a mentor right and her and sabine are very similar characters yeah Hera calls that out Right. And and they even said, like, I thought that's what worked between you two. And then right. Spain says, until it didn't. Right. They are very similar characters because they are very strong, strongly opinionated and very, again, they feel like their way is the better way. I don't even know about, I don't know about that, but I it didn't shock me, I guess, because I just feel like Ahsoka is on just a different journey than she was before. We've talked about that before. And I don't think that at the clearly at the time that her and Sabine were master and apprentice or whatnot, that she was ready to be a mentor. And I don't know if she's ready now. Maybe she is, maybe she isn't. We'll find out. But I think that's going to be part of Ahsoka's journey too, is 
again, the circle of a Jedi, right? Going from apprentice to master and then being someone's mentor. You know, like, Ahsoka's going through that now. She's going through Anakin's Clone Wars phase, right? Like, she's <laughs> she's learning how what, how Anakin felt when she was a Padawan now. So she has to learn to be more patient, be more forgiving. And I think she can, obviously she can be. But I think she's so focused, though, and her character has always been this way. She's so focused on the task. She's so worried about what's going to happen if Thrawn comes back. She's trying to prevent this war. Right? And she can't, like, she, right now, is it, it's hard for her to balance that side of her plus be a mentor and a teacher to Sabine. So, I, I don't know if I, I mean, I don't know if I'd answer your question at all or not, but no, I guess it didn't throw me off as much because I feel like in previous things that we've seen her, especially in Mando and everything, she's kind of been that way a little bit. So I wasn't like that surprised. So it didn't throw me off too, too much, I guess, if that makes sense. What I mean... I know how do you, I mean what do you how are you feeling about all that? I mean it it I think like so I think of Ahsoka in the Siege of Mandalore talking to Rex, right? And it's such a like deep, compassionate, thoughtful, emotional um version of Ahsoka, right? And then to move along and then and then you go th like how we talked about like Ahsoka in the novel and connecting with um, farmers and and being that very compassionate being. And then you go to Ahsoka and rebels and her being very calm and um, patient with with Ezra and then the way she talks to Kenan and then to go into this abrasive Ahsoka is is different it really is so you have to think did the um the fight on malachor really affect her um the loss of anakin the turning of I anakin think so. i think i so. mean did that or is it just rosario's dawson's portrayal of ahsoka that is a little bit off i don't know but um like to be continued on that because yes ahsoka young um immature uh you know beginning of a padawan super arrogant super abrasive super opinionated right and then as you you moved along and she adopted patience and all of that she changed and now it feels like we're going back to what she previously was so it it's just really interesting to me. It's almost like the beginning of Clone Wars. Maybe they wanted to introduce this character as someone that was difficult. So later on, when when she goes through her arc, you you are more compassionate to her change because you saw the way that she was before. Maybe they feel the need to do that as well in live action. I don't know. So maybe, maybe. but to me, it was just a little tiny, tiny bit off. So, 
But I mean, she, I mean, you think about the conversation that like Ahsoka was having with Hera and like Hera telling her that Sabine could use some structure and so could Ahsoka. Um, and just like Ahsoka's responses are very like short and she's not ready and her not putting and then her putting the responsibility back on Sabine like Ahsoka had nothing to do with what happened. It just seems so different. You know, I, I expect um, Ahsoka to be a little bit more um, have a little bit more of like introspect of of her own feelings and discuss that. And we're not getting that. So I find it strange. Yeah, no, all all great points, Ange. Because again, it is not that it not that it didn't make you know wasn't a little jarring for me either. But I guess I'm just going down the path of post Malachor. She's been through a lot. I think her whole her whole perspective changed with the confirmation of Anakin falling. With him being Darth Vader, the one that, you know, did all these terrible things. And then to, you know, be pulled back into this world between worlds, to go back. Like, just a lot's going on, right? And maybe her focus isn't, is different now, right? And maybe she's, again, maybe she is just, just very Anakin-esque too. She, at the time that she got a Padawan, is not ready. Right, Anakin was not ready for Ahsoka at all. But it was exactly what he needed. But it, but the, and this is going to be what exactly Ahsoka needed needs. Right, just like Hera, just like you said in that conversation with Hera. Hera says she needs structure, and so do you. Because again, they're similar people. When structure's there, they thrive. So I think this will be. The beginning of that change for Ahsoka. Because again, at the end of the episode, uh, you know, she says, take us out, Padawan. So, I mean, she's clearly ready. She feels that Sabine is ready. And maybe she feels herself is ready now, too. So it's, it's going to be, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how that, those two journey, how they continue. And to see I'm happy more for lightsaber, it. lightsaber training too. Yeah, I'm happy too. I'm happy having too. those two paired up. I mean, we don't see it in Rebels, so this is awesome. Agreed. Agreed. I, I'm I'm excited to see uh, again more training, more just her learning. You know, uh, her Ahsoka training and teaching Sabine. And I loved again just to go back to Sabine just real quick because this just popped in my head. Seeing Sabine fight and that stance that she used was very Trials of the Dark Saber. So cool. And you could tell that, you know, she was remembering what Ezra was teaching her and Kanan. But, you know, the two hands on the saber, the stepping, like, I loved it. I loved it. So I'm excited for the rest of the show. Any thoughts about where we're going to go? Any hopes? Or are you just going to, you're just here for the ride? Um, I want to ask you this. So when they're on Cetos and they say that this place is a, a a reflex point and that this place was not built by the Jedi, Balin calls that out. Like this place looks very Jedi-ish, but not built by the Jedi. Um, and he asks whose work was it? And Morgan Elsbeth says an ancient people from a distant galaxy. 
Mm-hmm. So not just the unknown regions, another galaxy. And that's where Thrawn is. That's where we find out is that he's in a completely different galaxy. Yeah. Who do you think these distant people could be? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, it... Could it be like ancestors of ancestors of the Night Sisters? Maybe. Could it be completely different people? You know, a lot of people are thinking maybe, again, if you're a Jedi, Jedi Order, Jedi, or Jedi Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor fan, there are uh, people called Zephos, and maybe it's them. I wouldn't be mad at it. it. It could be completely different. I mean, people might think it could be the, I guess in the, and Angie you read this book, the, um, was it the Heir to the Empire or the Yu Song Vong? Involved? The Vongs. Yeah. Were they from a different galaxy? No. They were okay, from they're... the unknown regions. Okay, just the unknown regions. Or maybe regions. they were from a distant galaxy. But that I... could be a thing that they're saying maybe connected or whatnot. Not Maybe not them specifically, but like a different species, right? A different... Yeah, so the Yu Song Vong was like um, a pretty big enemy of um, Thrawn. The Chiz too, right? Or yeah. just Thrawn in particular. No, maybe I'm saying that wrong. So the Grisk, for sure. In canon, the Grisk, the Grisk. was a the huge Grisk enemy or, yes, of yes. the Chiz. And was the whole reason Thrawn decided to go to that galaxy and team and become a part of the Imperials because he wanted some sort of partner if the Chiz ever went to war with the Grisk. Um, whether the Imperial was ever going to actually help the Chiz, I doubt it. But... Um, Thrawn felt like he he needed a partner to be able to... And that's why he did what he did, right. And that's why he left um, the Chiz Ascendancy, um, which was in the Unknown Regions. Yeah, the minute I heard that, I thought Grisk, maybe even the Chiz. Um, I'm not familiar with the Zepho, but I read up on, on that theory, and that sounds perfect, honestly. So whatever it is, if it's something brand new, cool. Um, or if it's something that we've heard of before and is going to be confirmed, that's really awesome, too. So it's just we're really expanding the galaxy and the universe now. And that is very exciting. I mean, we're going to presumably, presumably, we are going to a completely different galaxy. And this could answer a lot of questions of like, you know, post Return of the Jedi, where was Ahsoka? Where were these characters? Well, they were in a completely different galaxy <laughs> doing some doing some stuff. So again, it, it could this could be ways of explaining all that stuff. Maybe, maybe not. But it's interesting. I mean, we we are we are, you know, they are showing that they're again a completely different galaxy than where we are now. So that's fascinating. Right? I mean, just because we, the idea of another galaxy, I never really thought about it because we've just been deep in this galaxy. And like you're saying, we have the unknown regions. We haven't even explored this galaxy altogether. But now we are jumping to another galaxy in that huge, like, like how I'm understanding that thing is that that thing is going to maybe hyperdrive them to this new galaxy because of all the freaking uh 
Yeah. How many drives that they have on the thing? It's like a the big, Eye of Scion. Yeah, yeah, it's like a big like star um, Jedi star fighters like we've seen in the, the Clone Wars. Yeah. yeah, in Clone Wars too. Yeah, those like little pods that they get in. The hyperspace, but just rings. yeah, but just massive, bigger, right? So it, it's going to be fascinating. And then again, we know Thrawn will show up. Do we get him early? Or are we waiting? Till deeper in the season, I'm fa- I am fascinated. I'm fascinated to see because we have eight episodes. Yeah, and do we get him early? I hope we do. Because I, I really want to go there next. I want to go there. Yeah, I I want to see him. Hey, I want to see him because I want what what's going on. Let's get there. Right. Let's get let's get to you know the the nuts and bolts of this now. Um, Corellia, how did you feel about Corellia? I liked it. I loved a little New Republic perspective, their arrogance of thinking that they can just um, hire formal imperial people and things will be and nothing fine. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And to think that um, people only care about being paid and don't have loyalty on, on either side. So that was a nice little nugget of perspective of what's going on with the New Republic because. You know, later on in Mando, we get to see what the Amnesty program looks like and um, all of that as well. So it's it was really nice to kind of get that the beginnings. And then you still have those people in there that are loyal to the Empire and are trying to um, utilize the New Republic's ignorance um, to be able to bring the, the imperial, imperial rule back. So. It was great. It was great to be able to experience all of that. A lot of, you know, just like, so Jedi stuff, Force Lore stuff, witches, New Republic, uh, politics, everything was in this. So it was just a great start to a new experience of of Star Wars storytelling. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this goes. I mean, we've seen... Mon Mothma in trailers, so maybe we get that next episode or the episode after that. I'm excited. I mean, I, I love the start of the show. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to see hopefully more Rebels characters. Maybe do we get Zeb? Do we not? Maybe, maybe not. He might be a little too expensive to do for extended <laughs> amount of time with all that CGI, but who knows? Maybe you plop them in a ship and you call it a day. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this journey takes them, and what what's the ultimate? You know, what does this all mean in the grand scheme of things? Right? Why, you know, why is Thrawn so important? Right? Because we we, I mean, all we know is that yeah, bringing him back is huge. But why is he that? Yeah, like, He's like What's the catalyst the of we can we can rally around this one being now, right? I think is is maybe the purpose. Is that the power? Or I mean, if you read Thrawn novels, he has some pretty uh, the Chiz have some pretty intense technology that's capable of destroying um, planets. So is that the power? You know, it's just it's so interesting. Are the Skywalkers in in the Chiz? Is that the power? Um, you know, it's it's just who knows. Yeah, again, there's so many whys, and it's gonna be interesting to see how they get answered for sure. We'll find out. Uh, anything else, Andrew? Before we wrap it up? No, I loved everything. Uh, so it's always gonna be a Tuesday evening premiere, right? 
I believe so. My understanding. Yep. Yep. That is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know for a long time, you know, our friends maybe internationally were getting a better deal (laughs) uh, with a, you know, a better time for them. Uh, But for some reason they, you know, the company decided to change it and to do Tuesday evening drops, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Which I I'm not gonna be. You're never gonna hear. I that's stupid for me because I I I'm okay with it. I know a lot of international fans are a little upset. Which hey, rightfully so, right? Understandable. Uh, because especially when they did it like in short amount of time before they even premiered it, they were like, oh, here's gonna be the new drop. Like oh okay, like it was just weird. But anyway. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited for Tuesday evenings now. And great show. Good stuff. Can't wait to see where we go from here with this show. It's going to be exciting. And where can they find us, Andrea? They can follow me on, I guess, uh, Twitter. I'm still calling it that. I don't care. If you look it up, if you search Google search Twitter, it comes up. It says Twitter. Oh, right. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's Twitter. Right. It's Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, and Instagram, and Blue Sky, and Threads, all of the all the social platforms, kids. Uh, you can follow me at Low Row Nose. You can follow the Galactic Podcast at the Galactic Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. Maybe down the road, Blue Sky as well. And Andrea, where can they find you? You can follow me on Twitter, T-W-I-T-T-E-R. No X in that. <laughs> At R2D two step. <laughs> I tweet oh. about K pop and BTS and Shiny and some Star Wars and some art. So if you like those things, please follow me. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. All right. That's it. That show. Hope you guys enjoyed our recap. And as always, may the force be with you. Always. Always. <laughs>